Well, during my two-month sabbatical, I still had the opportunity to read some articles, keep an eye on the news, and I saw a fabulous piece by Jordan Peterson in the Canadian National Newspaper. I just got to share it with you. Let's check it out. So Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, is a renowned psychologist, author, online educator. His best-selling books include 12 Rules for Life and Beyond Order. They've sold millions of copies. His lectures and podcasts consistently attract large audiences, providing insights into topics such as mythology, psychology, and personal development, and faith as well. He has taught at prestigious universities. He's published numerous scientific papers and developed online programs. In fact, I was with him in November last year in the UK at the Conservative ARC conference, and he certainly attracts a crowd. It's quite incredible. But he first came to fame in 2016 when he posted a video on YouTube criticizing personal pronouns, gender ideology, and political correctness in Canada, and the video went viral. And in his home country of Canada, they're trying to take him down, take him out. The College of Psychologists of Ontario want to force him to be woke. And he has written a fabulous response in the Canadian National Post newspaper, middle of January, which you may have missed. And uh, our New Zealand media certainly didn't report it. But I want to read parts of it to you because it will be music to your ears. So let's check it out. It is a lengthy article, so I'll sort of pick the best bits to give you uh, an oversight. But it says this, in November 2022, the administrative board, this is Jordan Peterson writing, that regulates the conduct of psychologists, decided that my political views were a disgrace to the, my profession, that of clinical psychologist. I was therefore sentenced by the board to a bout of mandatory re-education of indeterminate duration at my expense with my learning not evaluated by any standard method, but subject to the opinion of those charged with profiting by and exploiting my forced studentship. I took those decision makers forthwith to court and lost. The decision of the Ontario College of Psychologists was upheld. I then appealed to a higher court. And on January the 16th, so that's last month, that appeal was rejected. No reasons provided. This means my legal options have been exhausted and I face two choices I can comply when the college goes ahead with its determination to require my re-education, dutifully attending whatever BEEP classes their DEI enthusiast social media experts determine to inflict upon, confess the sins of my classic liberal conservative or even Judeo-Christian political, philosophical and theological commitments, repent and silence myself, or even become a standard bearer for the faux compassionate woke cause, at least publicly. Alternatively, I can tell my would-be masters to go directly to hell. They are so rapidly gathering around themselves and everyone else, lose my right to practice, or even describe myself as a psychologist, and suffer the consequences on the reputation front. Now, what exactly were those crimes? Well, he lists them, and this is the fascinating bit. Uh, and this is where the, he says this is where the reader should pay attention, Canadian or otherwise, because this is what lies ahead in the West, given the course our leaders and their still blind and deaf followers are charting. 
So what were his crimes? I criticised three Canadian political leaders, a councilwoman in Canada's capital, Ottawa, for what I regarded and still regard as her disgraceful behaviour during the Canadian trucker convoy. He criticised Justin Trudeau's former principal secretary, Gerald Butts, a man who reigned from one of the highest positions within the office of the former amidst a scandal that had enveloped the Teflon-coated Liberal administration. And he also criticised what he says is the woke poster boy and shining narcissist himself, Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, a man who has done more to destroy my country than anyone else, in reality and reputation nationally and internationally. He also says, I pointed out the shortcomings of the idiot, costly, self-aggrandizing, virtue-signaling, demoralizing lie of the power-mad climate apocalypse mongers. And he did that on Joe Rogan's podcast, the entire three-hour-plus transcript of which was submitted to my college as evidence of my disgraceful conduct. It's a very good listen, that Joe Rogan uh, podcast with Jordan Peterson. And lastly, his last crime, he said, I voiced my objections to the politically, politically correct insistence that morbid obesity be regarded as the equivalent to the highest standards of athletic beauty. And I took a certain Hollywood actress or actress to task because that same person used its platform to parade the advantage of double mastectomies when performed on the bodies of perfectly healthy young women. So in other words, he spoke out about uh, gender fluidity and gender ideology. He goes on, I regret none of these actions. I would say exactly the same things again. Furthermore, I believe that time has been kind to my decisions. The reality of the idiocy that I pointed to then, whose reality was then denied by most, has become something increasingly apparent to an increasingly majority of people in the interim. And then he says, uh, who actually complained? And this is the interesting bit, because the people that complained were none of his clients. Nobody from Canada, they were instead, he says, they were instead brought to the attention of the authorities by activists in other countries, many of whom also lied in writing, claiming they were in fact clients of mine. How many complaints? About a dozen. And he makes the point that there are tens of millions who have listened to his uh, work and love it. And I happen to be one of them. He says, what does this all mean for me? Frankly, very little. And he goes on and says, basically, he is professional. He's got enough money. He's got other options. And so he could walk away from his profession. Uh, and so he says, by far the easiest thing for me to do personally, therefore, is to say to the college, do your worst, you petty tyrants, and let the cards fall where they may. Uh, I could even report in detail publicly, very publicly, on the re-education process as I most certainly will do if I decide to go that route. I could take the inevitable reputational hit mentioned previously and continue going about my happy and profitable business. So the point he makes is that he could survive being deregistered. But for many of you and others, maybe that isn't an option. But he says this, Canadians, mark my words. Your much-vaunted Charter of Rights, and in New Zealand's case, Bill of Rights, isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Uh, your right to free speech is essentially non-existent, as evidenced by court decisions, and we've seen some of those, and attempts by the government to bring in hate speech, fortunately not by the current government. 
uh, and he says, failure of my appeal means that your professionals, engineers, physicians, lawyers, teachers, amongst others, are now required by administrative fiat to conceal what they really think and believe. Uh, and then, as you can see, I'm skipping through. It is worth the full read, and I'll put the link. But he says this, I think I'll fight a little longer. Bring it on, you beep pikers. Take your next steps, bureaucrats. Write me and tell me exactly uh, how exactly we are to conduct my re-education. I'll play along, find out exactly what you will do now that you've become emboldened to do whatever it is that the darkest, resentful demons lurking in your evil little low-level administrative hearts most truly desire even to your own detriment. I'll see how burdensome playing your pathetic game becomes and I will publicise every single bit of it. And if I get tired, I'll hand over the beep licence I am increasingly embarrassed in any case to possess and let you continue journaling, journeying oh so morally to the dismal, fearful, pessimistic, moralising, petty, butter won't melt in our mouths, hellish straits that you envision as the paradise best fit for your fellow citizens, yourselves and your children. You can see why I enjoyed the article, eh? Uh, and he says, you may well come to rue the day you attempted to take possession of my tongue. It's a great article. It's a fabulous response. And it's the type of response we should all make when your DEI or HR department at your workplace tells you to be woke or else. As Jordan Peterson says in this article, nobody can take possession of your tongue unless you allow them to. Don't let that happen. Mm -hmm.